Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brennan Ulrich in for Bob Stoffer this week. Bob will be back on Monday. Yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers announced their annual rookie game, and for the second year in a row, they will take on the McEwen Nate All Star squad. And a bit of a surprise, maybe last year, as the Oilers fell in that game 2 0. Uh, thanks to some strong goaltending and some timely scoring. And to talk more about that and the upcoming season, we bring aboard the head coach of the Nadukes, Tim Fragel. Tim, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are things going? Things are going well, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Hey, no no doubt about it. Uh, you guys are gearing up for the season here just around the corner. And uh, an exciting announcement yesterday that uh, you guys will be playing uh, in this uh, hockey game again against the Oilers rookies. So... A good kickstart to uh, the year. How excited are you to uh, be a part of this once again? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's good for for both uh, McEwen and, and Nate programs. Uh, I think from uh, from uh, a showcase perspective, uh, at least shows the the hockey community uh, the ACAC brand of hockey, and uh, you know, two strong programs as well uh, coming together to to put together a team that'll give the Oilers a good competitive game that's what they're looking for at that time of year to evaluate their guys so it's a it's a unique game because you combine two teams but it's also really good for our exposure for our league yeah absolutely you mentioned uh showing how good of a league this is I actually called games for the Nadeuks way back when I was in Nate taking radio school and so I saw firsthand how good of a league this was the ACAC but not everyone knows that and everyone sort of thought okay well the Oilers rookies are going to uh you know walk all over Nate and McEwen that wasn't the case and uh you guys came out on top last year so what do you remember about that game yeah I mean I think I think the game itself obviously um we we you know we had some good goaltending in that game there's no question both uh Dag and and Park from the two goaltenders we split obviously one from each team uh, both played extremely well and and uh I would say our team probably had a little bit more structure Mike the coach of McEwen and myself you know throwing the team together we knew you know yeah I got to play with a little bit of structure so we had a framework in place and you know when the game got tight our guys actually you know really bought into to blocking shots and winning those tough one-on-one battles in key areas so you know actually as the game went on the competitiveness got up kind of on both sides of it so uh but it, you know overall like it was is you know one of those games where you know goaltending a couple timely saves can change the tide of the game and uh, they don't ask how right <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we got it done that night but at least more than anything 
as I think you said, it was maybe more of a competitive game than uh, you know the hockey community saw it being. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed the game. It was a great game overall. And I was a little surprised that you guys won the game, but uh, good for you. And uh, we'll see what happens this year. Uh, <laughs> you talked about the strength of the ACAC, though, and uh, you have two powerhouses right here in Edmonton with Nate and McEwen as well. So it is interesting that now you guys are on the same team, but you guys are also going toe-to-toe, and uh, it's become a pretty big rivalry uh, over the years as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, uh, you know, Nate's obviously been strong, a strong program for a number of years uh, prior to obviously myself coming here. McEwen has really come on here over the last number of years. I know Bram Steven did a really good job getting the program going and, and kind of taking it to the next level. And, and now Mike obviously stepped in last year, did an exceptional job. They've got a good core of players over there that, you know, are gamers and uh, have played really well. We've had two tough uh, series against them in the championship the last two years that went their way. Um, and, uh, you know, I think when you when you look at two strong programs in the Edmonton area, along with uh, the U of A Bears, I mean, it just tells you the amount of depth there is in the area uh, in terms of college and university hockey, which is, which again, something that a lot of the hockey community, uh, yeah, at times maybe just forgets about because there are still some really good hockey players playing in, in an academic uh, background. So I think that's, you know, something that we, we try and push for our league and then just the game itself. Well, yeah, you mentioned uh, McEwen has, uh, you know, gotten the best of you guys uh, in the playoffs the last two years. You guys actually finished ahead of them, though, in the regular season both years. So what's it going to take to, uh, you know, get back to uh, the championship uh, this season? Yeah, I mean, for, for us, we had a pretty big turnover at some key positions this year. So we've got uh, some some younger guys coming in. Um so, we'll have, you know, you always think that you do a good job coaching in terms of recruiting guys, but until you get them here and get them playing at the college level, uh, you don't really know uh, how close you are, although our expectation is to always be pushing to uh, to to finish the top of the league and then get to the championship. That's our expectation here. I mean, the last two years uh, we lost in game three of a best of three. We were right there, and, you know, our message to the guys is keep knocking on the door, and our opportunity will come if you keep doing that year after year you're going to win some and you're going to lose some but you're going to be in the mix in the mix every year and that's that's always our goal uh is nathan park back because of course he was the star of uh, that game last year he's not actually oh no graduated he's... this year from uh chemical engineering so he's off in the workforce already which <laughs> is good for him but uh yeah we've got uh, three other good goalies to consider we'll you know mike and i have not uh, touched base on a roster yet and we probably won't until we see our guys for a couple weeks to see uh see who deserves to get the chance to play in the game. Well, maybe talk about some of uh, the stars uh, on your roster heading into this season just to give uh, fans out there uh, a little bit of background on these guys if they want to come out and check out this game and uh, maybe some games this season. Yeah, you bet. Uh, so a goaltender this year we have coming in uh, was the ACAC Player of the Year two years ago. Uh, Brendan Jensen is his name. He, he, went to, uh, he went to the East Coast League last year and played. Um, and kind of bounced around a little bit and wanted to come back and finish his school. So he'll be back in for in, in net for us this year. And then on defense, who played in the game last year for us, Colton Waltz, he'll be returning. He, uh, I think, played five years in the Western League. Um, so he'd be back in that game. And we had, uh, you know, up front last year, we had a 50-year guy who will be entering his 50-year for us this year, Tanner Dunkel, um, 
who had uh, an exceptional year a couple of years ago. And, you know, at our level, we played 28 games, and I believe he had 26 goals in 28 games, which I don't care what league you're playing in, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jake McKidiak uh, led uh, the ACAC in scoring last year, played in that game as well. Um, so, you know, you got a combination of guys that have kind of been with our program for a while. Uh, and, you know, like I said, there's also opportunity for some of our returning guys, some of our new guys to get in that game. And, and uh, we'll kind of evaluate the roster when we get closer to it. I'm sure Mike and I will meet up and uh, kind of go through that together. Absolutely. Well, it's, uh, you know, hockey season just around the corner. Uh, of course, we have this exciting game. But training camp for you guys, what, a week from today or the 27th? So Monday, that's when you guys open up? Yeah, we'll get all our guys back next week. Um, we officially don't actually start until the first day of school, which is uh, September 3rd. Uh, we get going there. Um, but uh, we do have some skates and stuff we get going next week in terms of kind of getting back into hockey mode. <laughs> Absolutely. When's the first uh, home game? First, uh, actually, our first, yeah, we're on the road for the first two weeks of September. We go out to Vancouver to play UBC for a couple games. Then Athabasca hosts uh, McEwen, ourselves, and University of Alberta in a mini tournament there, along with Augustana. We don't host our first game here till September 28th, uh, which is a, a Sunday afternoon against Concordia University. That's our, fir- our first non-conference game at home, and we open up the season uh, October 6th, 5th, uh, 6th weekend against uh, Red Deer College. Oh, wow. Sort of like the Oilers, of course, starting overseas and then making their way back uh, all the way throughout <laughs> the States to get back to Rogers Place. So, Yeah, not quite that bad. They got <laughs> yeah, not quite the journey, start. but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, we'll leave it at that. Hopefully we'll get the chance to uh, talk to you again soon here. If not, we'll see you at the uh, rookie game. But thanks for taking some time and updating us on uh, the Nadukes. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, Brennan. Take care. See you around. That's a Tim Fraggle from uh, the Nadukes, the head coach there. And uh, Nate, once again, should be strong. And uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the rookie game against the Oilers, uh, especially after they shut out the Oilers 2-0 last year. So the Oilers will have revenge on their minds. But, uh, I mean, this is good hockey. So, once again, they could surprise the Oilers rookies. We'll wait and see. Bouchard will likely uh, play in that game for the Oilers. Uh, You have McLeod as well. So, should be exciting. Yamamoto was in that game for the Oilers last year. 145 in Edmonton. We will take uh, our final timeout of the program. When we come back, a bunch of text messages to get to. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A whole bunch of them coming in. We'll set up tomorrow's show. We'll tee up Inside Sports. All of that and more when we get back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. 148 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now, Tuesday edition. Brendan Ulrich go with you. Bob Stoffer will be back on Monday. And I can tell you this, Bob's been working hard over the break to book some killer shows when he gets back. 
He has some big guests in the studio next week. I won't uh, spoil it for you, but uh, should be a, a lot of fun next week when the staff is back in the house. All right. If Bob were here, he'd also tell you that uh, the staff for recommendation over at Royal Pizza is the meat lovers or the Mediterranean chicken. Both good choices, but I'll go with the pepperoni green pepper today. Switching it up. Getting away from the pineapple, going with pepperoni and green pepper over at Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. You can text us 630-630. By the way, Reed Wilkins earlier today reporting from uh, the Perry Pern camp that Brennan Davidson had received a PTO offer from the Oilers, but he feels he can get a contract somewhere else, and he likely will, so he will not be coming to Oilers camp on a PTO, most likely at this time. The Oilers, of course, signing uh, Jarabek yesterday. Also a note from the Perry Pern camp, Jim Matheson with a few uh, interesting tweets. Matheson said that Ennis says he didn't get a free agent offer from hometown Oilers before signing with Toronto, and he also said that uh, Jason Chimera, now 40, is in virgin territory without a contract with camps opening first time for him. Not sure if he would take a PTO. So he's still hoping for a contract. I know uh, the Oilers were likely considering him at one point uh, on a PTO with Upshaw coming in. I don't see that happening at this point. But uh, we hope Jason uh, lands somewhere else on a PTO or a contract. I'm sure he'll be invited at some point by one of the uh, 30 other teams in the NHL. Jim says the hockey news has the Oilers in sixth in the Pacific. Hopefully they can use this as incentive as Vegas did last season from Jim. Speaking of the hockey news, we'll have a Matt Larkin on the show on Thursday. Uh, the pool guide is out. I believe uh, it's in stores right now or it will be in stores at some point this week. But we will have Matt on to talk about... Uh, the pool edition and maybe the yearbook as well on Thursday. We also have Mark Spector on Thursday. Tomorrow in studio, really looking forward to this, Quinn Phillips will join us from Global Sports, the daughter of Rod Phillips, friend of mine. We had her in studio last year around this time, and she'll join us in studio once again tomorrow. Johnny says, I don't want to be, uh, I don't know if I should say that. I'll say, uh, you know what, but I don't think friendships win championships from Johnny. And he was referring to uh, my comments about uh, Darnell Nurse because Shane had texted earlier saying, do you think Nurse feels like he isn't a priority? I said, no, I think uh, it'll all work out in the end. I think Nurse wants to be here. And I referenced him being really good friends with Connor McDavid. That doesn't mean that they're going to win a championship. I wasn't referring to that, but I do think having strong bonds on the team is important. And I do think McDavid and Nurse feel that they are both part of the core. Well, obviously McDavid, but I think Nurse feels the same way uh, that if the Oilers are going to win a cup here, he'll be part of the core. And I'm not worried at all that he hasn't signed yet. So I don't think he feels slighted. I think it will all work out in the end. And being friends with McDavid is a bonus, of course, I would think. 
Uh, you can text us 630-630. First, I am a Habs and Oilers fan. I saw Jacob Jerebeck play in Montreal and was impressed. Then Montreal went on a rampage of getting rid of defensemen. Morrow, Tenorti, Jerebeck, etc., but I know seeing him in Edmonton makes me happy. He is no Sakura, but he will fill a hole and do his job well. Fans will like him, I believe. An unsigned texter. But uh, with some love for Jerebeck there. And yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that they just started trading out all these 5-6 defensemen. And I know there was an article in The Athletic about this, and Jonathan Willis talked about this a little bit when we had him on on Friday when he mentioned that he'd be interested in Jerebeck in the first place that it was an interesting situation there because they didn't really have any first-pairing defense. And it was just a bunch of, you know, four, five, six, seven type of defensemen, and no one could really, you know, run away with uh, the gig there or a job and fill one of those top four positions. So you have a bunch of third-pairing guys sort of playing over their heads, and maybe he couldn't find his place. He comes to now. He'll likely be in a third-pairing role with some upside. Second year in the NHL. Uh, I, I It's worth the gamble, in my opinion. I would Now, I love Brandon Davidson. I would have likely, you know, looked at signing him too, or at least considered signing him, but the Oilers know what they, they would have gotten in Davidson, whereas you look at Jarebeck. Bit of a wild card here, some more upside. So I get why they went that route. You can text us 630-630. Guy says, I can't take this anymore. Sekera is a 5'6 defenseman at best, too small, scared to go into the corners and battle. I've never liked him, overplayed. Any young puck-moving defenseman is an upgrade from Guy. That's a little bit over the top, Guy, I would say. I mean, Sekera was really good for the Oilers in 16-17, and there's no denying that. Last year, he struggled. If you're just basing your sample size on his play last year, sure. He wasn't very good because he was returning from an injury and we were over halfway through the season and it was hard for him to pick up when the, the, the speed of the game is so much higher when you're coming uh, you know, off a, a tough injury like that. So I think based on the fact that he would have had a whole offseason to recover, he played at the World Championships and he was starting to find his form there a little bit, that he would have been more... Or we would have, you know, gotten more of the Sekera that we saw in 16-17 than the one we saw last year. So how big of an impact will it be on the Oilers? I think it is an impact. It's a big loss. Can they overcome it? Yes. Things need to go their way, though. So that's where I come out on it. You can text us 630-630. One fifty six in Edmonton. I mentioned uh, who we have on the show tomorrow. We will uh, chat with uh, Quinn Phillips in studio. We also will uh, head to Wichita and chat with uh, the head coach of the Oilers ECHL affiliate there. So that will be uh, on the program tomorrow. Tonight on Inside Sports, you heard Reed Wilkins say he interviewed... uh, Jake DeBrusque over at the Perry Perrin camp, and he also interviewed Matt Benning. So both of those interviews will be on the program tonight. He'll also have more from Eskimos practice. Uh, I know Reed's busy today. He has a few other interviews that he's lined up. 
that he'll uh, have on the show tonight right when he's back from Eskimos practice. So it'll be a loaded edition of Inside Sports tonight from 6 to 8 here on 6.30 Chet. Spectre will be uh, in studio with us on Thursday, Mark Spectre that is, and we also have Matt Larkin from the Hockey News on that day as well to talk all things Oilers prediction-wise and projection-wise. So that will be fun. And uh, tomorrow we have Quinn Phillips in studio from Global Edmonton Sports. That wraps up the uh, Tuesday edition of Oilers Now. We have the afternoon news up next with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. But first, the 2 o'clock news with Cassandra Jordan. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. So long from Oilers Now. Offer brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio 630 Chen. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chen.